right. Awesome. Welcome back, everybody, to the Business and Bliss podcast. I am your co-host, Lisa Kay, and I'm here with the amazing Jen Conkey. Welcome, welcome. Hi, everybody. Hello. So you guys may notice if you're watching this on YouTube, there's something a little different about our guest today. So we have our first male guest on the show today. We cannot be more excited um, to really hear from the male perspective um, about the, the secrets to balancing business success with bliss. So super excited. Michael, welcome to the show. Thank you so Hi, much everybody. for being here. Thanks for having um, me. Yeah, you bet. And I'm excited to tell you a little bit more about Michael. So Michael is a loving husband and father of two beautiful children, and he helps his clients optimize their performance inside the gym, allowing the best version of themselves to show up when going after their biggest goals outside of the gym. And also it. Michael is San Diego's number one strength, wellness, and fat loss coach. So Michael, welcome to the Thank show. Thank you so much. Thank you. Welcome, awesome. Michael. You got a lot of awards back there, man. Thank you. I like it. That's what I said. I need to have a new podcast recording area. I just, I just have my. You know, you can tell the difference. You can tell the difference between all of the women that we've interviewed who have all the fancy drapes and the backgrounds and the, uh -huh. you know what I mean, like the serenity. And then you have Michael, and I'm like, I'm into it because it's like I get results, right? Yeah, it's so funny to contrast. I love it. Yet lobby and uh, it's actually kind of a um, kind of a slow time during the middle of the day we tend to kind of die out you know people are working you know running errands all that kind of stuff so um, um, it's the perfect time to just hop in the lobby here and, um, and chat with you guys it makes sense so tell us about your business and bliss journey start, start with your business tell us about it um, so um, like Lisa was saying I help my clients optimize their performance in the gym um, allowing them to you know show up at their best when they're going for whatever kind of goals they're going for, whether it be business goals, personal goals, career goals. Um, and and the, the, how we do that is by um, getting their minds and their bodies to work together in the most optimal way and anchoring their success inside the gym into real world performance, you know, um, because when you have your health, you know, people, people are attracted to that and, you know, and you have more confidence, um, you're willing to try new things, you're willing to do things that you've probably never done before. Um, and really, you know, use fitness as the foundation to really explode your lives. That's awesome. It's true. Cool. So, so how do you, like, what does uh, that look like? If I maybe, came to you and said, Michael, help me. Uh-huh. Well, first, what we'd want to know is not only what are your fitness goals, because um, that's kind of where it all starts. Um, like I said, we use fitness as a foundation, right? And um, so what we want to know from all of our clients is not only what are your uh, fitness goals, but what are your, what kind of personal goals do you have? What what do, you, what do you really want to do all this for, you know? Because, um, yes, we can help you, you know, drop pounds, look good in the mirror, feel confident. But at the end of the day, it's like, what are we doing this for, you know? What can we, what can we use this newfound confidence and this newfound, you know, success inside the gym? And what, what do you really want to uh, go after with that? Um, I, so I, then, think that I think that that is so good because when you – what you're doing, and I don't know if this is by design, but, but what you're doing is you're having people – tie a motivation to it that's bigger than just the mirror yeah, and that's exactly. huge yeah mm -hmm. because most people are they're motivated by either the carrot or the stick mm -hmm. and so like when it's the carrot and i have something to chase and i'm motivated i'm probably going to stick with it but when it's the stick you know it's like motivation by pain and as soon as the pain's gone or i'm far enough away from it i'm gonna go eat some hostess donuts gonna, again. Yeah, exactly kind of fall back into the old habits and you know 
Um, part of the, the thing that our clients like love the most about um, our program is that it's not, you know, I, I say this to our clients all the time, you know, we're not bodybuilders, we're not uh, fitness models, uh, we're not trying to be on the cover of any magazines, you know, and so we're, we don't do any of those, you know, fad diets or six week, you know, uh, belly blaster or all those, you know, the tricks and magic mirrors and magic potions and all that, all that kind of stuff that you see out there in the fitness industry. It's just for everyday people that really want to, um, you know, make some new habits and, um, and really see what you could do with your life. That's awesome. Cool. So, it's so interesting that you call yourself a strength wellness coach. Like uh, that's so unique. I love those two words sort of juxtaposition together. It's not uh, common that you see that. Mm -hmm. um, and so one of the things that I know you talk about, which sort of lends itself to that title is the fact that, you know, your business cannot succeed if you don't put yourself first. Right. Um, so talk to us a little bit about like what your journey has been you know, I think there was a time in your life maybe where you weren't putting yourself first and mm -hmm. you can talk about that, but just talk about how that's made such a difference, what your journey has been sort of with like figuring out how to put yourself first and get yourself right, fill your own cup up uh -huh. and you can give more to others in your business. Got it. So, um, you know, fitness has, has been part of my life for a long time. Um, it's always kind of been my, kind of my escape or kind of my anchor to, you know, just kind of be with myself and, um, you know, put in some headphones and just kind of get to work, you know. Um, and about around the time when I had my son, um, probably about almost six years ago now, I, I like you said, I kind of fell off a little bit. Um, and I kind of, you know, just was, you know, taking care of him and doing everything that needed to be done with uh, taking care of a brand new baby, you know what I mean? I kind of, you know, made excuses and found myself outside of the gym and not really sticking to my normal routine. And I just didn't, didn't really feel like myself, you know. Um, my clothes started getting a little tighter. Um, I was just noticing I was very lackadaisical, lazy, making excuses, all that kind of stuff. Um, but once I, once I got myself, there usually comes a point in time when you say enough is enough, you know what I mean? And you just kind of, kind of like take out the curtain and let's say it's time to go, you know, it's time, enough of my excuses. Um, let's just get going again. And once I did, you know, um, I just, I just found myself more, more, filled up, you know, and more uh, able to show up better for my wife, show up better for my kids, um, show up better in my business, you know, um, because when, when, if you're trying to fill somebody else up, we're trying to take care of our kids and uh, take care of our wife, take care of our business, run all this stuff. But if we're empty ourselves, it's like, yeah, you're getting by, but are you really performing optimally in those areas? Are you really showing up at your best? Um, you know, you could be doing so much better if you just took that little bit of time to, to take care of yourself, you know, do what it, and it doesn't have to be fitness, you know, it could be what, you know, um, it could be whatever kind of does it for you, but it's taking that time to um, make it, make it more of a priority, make ourselves more of a priority. So we have more to give, so we show up better, mm -hmm. so we can do more stuff with our family and all that kind of stuff, whatever is important to you at this point of your life. And that makes sense. That makes sense. It's almost like that 21 days of self-love, Lisa. Hey. Right. You know, yeah, so Jen's talking about my ebook, 21 Days of Self-Love, which uh -huh. is exactly that, which is, you know, if you're off track with investing in yourself, can you commit to doing one thing for yourself each day for 21 days? And the cool part is, you know, obviously this is based off of like a year and a half of research uh -huh. Uh -huh. on my end, 
um, and personal experimentation. But the cool thing is that after you do it for 21 days, the, the benefits are so amazing and you're actually a more joyful person and people kind of like to be around you again, which is exactly my, my experience. Um, <laughs> and so you want to keep going, you know? Um, and it so becomes addicting, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah. And you're like, gosh, I'm a better version of myself. I'm a better mother. I'm a better wife. Um, I'm a better coach. And mm-hmm. you know, I know that was your experience as well. So I have to ask, this is yes. not going to be an ambush. Michael, okay. <laughs> you like that? So I just have to ask, I'm just going to skim the surface here. All right. Okay, I just have to ask. So, you know, for, for the men out there who are, you know, feeling less than optimal, right? Less than themselves. They're feeling mm-hmm. like, gosh, maybe, you know, I've, I've lost my, my target. I've gotten bogged down by all these like expectations of life and family and all these things. Like, what would you share, um, to help them sort of like get ego out of the way or get really whatever's holding them back? I mean, not even be ego, but what would you share for like, whatever's holding you back? Cause right. Sometimes it's guilt. Like, gosh, should I go do this for myself? And that's guilt. Like I'm pulling away from my family or what have you, or if I'm spending too much time in my business that I'm not spending enough time with my family. Were there any initial, like, were there any insights that you would share of like how to get out of your own way there and sort of move forward? Um, I think it really comes down to finding out um, what's really important to you. Um, and, and let's say like you, um, we've used this example a couple times, but let's say it's your family. You feel guilty for you know, leaving your family for, um, for the hour or whatever. Um, that you're going to take that time for yourself. So if it's, if, if it's your, uh, that time that's spent with your family, that's important to you, um, is, and then you gotta, you gotta think like, just like I was saying, are you, are you going to show up at a level one at this, at this, you know, um, time with your family or, and, you know, not, not go to the gym or not go take that time for yourself, whatever it is. Or if you take that hour and, and go and take care of yourself, now you're filled up. Now you're at a level 10. So now you can show up and spend that time with your family at a level 10 rather than just at this boring kind of, you know, monotone level one where it's just kind of, you know, showing up, getting by, kind of going through the motions rather than, you know, showing up fully present um, and really being there with your family rather than, you know, having your mind on a whole bunch of other places mm-hmm. because you have so much stuff going on. Um, and that's what I found really helped me. Um, and, and for me, it was, you know, I, this is something that I already kind of knew. Um, but, um, you know, as Tony Robbins says, if, if, if you don't do what you know, then you don't know shit. Sorry, <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but, you know, so you're not in school, Michael, you can say it. Okay. Um, so yeah, if you don't know, if you, if you don't do what you know, you, you, you don't know shit, right? So you got to really practice what, put, practice what you preach and do what you know. And once, once I found myself doing it, then, like I said, I just had so much more energy. It was more happy. It just felt better. Um, and my kids noticed a difference too, you know, um, you know, playing with them, rolling around on the ground, chasing them around the uh, playground, whereas before it was just kind of sitting on the sideline. It makes a huge difference. You know, so it's just like a, a completely different level of presence, you know, mm. in, in the moment rather than, you know, living in the future, living in the past. And I think it's important to call out too um, for the women listening here or uh, – whatever partners in general, like it's just so important that we as spouses and partners also give that person permission to do that. Right. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, 
it's so important, you know, sometimes I'll, you know, tell my husband like, Hey, not sure, you know, what's going on, but you probably need to go play some hockey right now. You right. probably need to go like do a golf game, right. Or go call your bro. Right. And he'll say to me, you know, say to me too, Hey, do you maybe need to go like do some yoga? Are, are you okay? You know, are you good? Yeah. When you kind of, you know, aren't yourself like, and it, I think it's, you know, I can see sometimes partners, you know, especially, um, women at times with their husbands are like, Oh, you're going to play golf again, or you're going to do this again, or you're going to do that and kind of being nags about it right? and realizing, Hey, like that time away for him, um, or that time away for your partner is going to actually help them show up in a better way for you and for your family. So I think also this concept of like giving permission to yeah. say, hey, okay, like I got the kids, I got the responsibility. Yeah. Go kind of take taking one for the team. Exactly. And then take some time and take some time for yourself. And I think, um, and it's, it's all about, it comes back to communication um, and communication and understanding, you know, um, you know, cause oftentimes, um, especially as a guy, when my wife says, Oh, I'm going to go get my nails done you know, it's in, in a guy's mind, it's like, oh, why are you going to go waste money on, you know, doing the nails? But then on the flip side of it, we could say, hey, we're going to go play around a golf. And the wife is like, whoa, like, what are we, what are you doing spending money on golf? You know, but if to the husband, if, if you if like, let's say I'm the husband, right? And, and my wife says, I want to go spend nails. And she'll be like, it's just like, you know, when you go spend some time with golf, and you know, how, how much better you feel, that's how, that's what I get from doing my nails, you know? And then, so now it's more of an understanding rather than, than this just like disconnect between, between you guys. And, yeah. and it, um, it can, you know, really help alleviate a lot of like, you know, stress and stresses and issues on the relationship. If you just come from that place of understanding of like, okay, this is what he needs, or this is what she needs to, to feel better and to take her time and do that. And it just creates for a lot lo more loving relationship. Yeah, I feel like, um, so that sounds to me a lot like exchange. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's one of the seven influence things that I talk about all the time is there's seven different strategies and exchange is a big one in marriage. So, uh -huh. and, and Lisa uses the word uh, permission and it, in my marriage, we use the word support. So support, I would yeah. support you in that. And I can't tell you how many times that we'll tell each other or, you know, Stacy will say, you probably just need to go for a ride on your motorcycle right now. <laughs> Maybe you need to go to the gym. It feels like you have pent up frustrations. You need to go lift something or, yeah. you know what I mean? And, right. and then she does, she goes and gets her hair done for two hours or her nails done for however long that is. And I don't exactly uh -huh. do that. You know, I can, I get mine done in a little bit less time, but the whole point is I see what you're yeah. saying exchange of it all and if you have that and you're willing to exchange time mm -hmm. with your spouse then it's like it, it's huge yeah and you don't have that it can it can feel like you're in a box right exactly you feel like you can't do the things that you want to do you know and, and just kind of be be yourself you know and then that's when um, I've yes. noticed some people tend to kind of lose touch with themselves because they feel like they can't do the things that that they number one either they've always done or that they just it's just part of who they are you know sure. what I mean it's so true. And it's just like what Lisa went through a period of time that she self discloses all the time about losing her sense of self after kids. And, you know, and then when you think about that, when kids first come in the picture, when you're married and you're going through that crisis, if you yeah. don't have those pockets of time for yourself, it can really feel suffocating exactly. and then it causes more problems in job and, and, and the marriage. So mm -hmm. I think what you're, what you're talking about and what you provide in that service is so big. So so what would it look like then? Like, how do, how do people find you? What's the name of your gym? 
the name of my program and my business is Mybo Fitness. And I train out of um, a private facility in Eastlake called San Diego Strength and Wellness. Um, and um, our number one source of um, new clients is the referrals, just word of mouth. Um, we do, we, I, I do like Facebook posts and stuff like that. Sometimes some people find me through there um, and just different net, networking events, you know, um, just getting out there, meeting new people, making new friends and really just adding value any way that I can just providing not only for the people that I meet, but um, for people through my Facebook and everything like that, just trying to, you know, just be a source of value. And, you know, if you're, if you're ready to take your life to the next level, then, you know, we should have a conversation about that and uh, see, see kind of where you're at, where you want to go, what's holding you back and um, figure everything out. That's awesome. So Michael, I want to jump into something you said there. You said talk about taking your life to the next level. And uh-huh. your your story and your journey is so fascinating. I I want I would love for you to share that just a little bit. So um, you are, you know, you are someone of the masculine energy that has really embraced emotion on a deeper level and really like figuring yourself out at a deeper level. Mm-hmm. And number one, I just want to commend you for that. That, that takes an incredible amount of vulnerability, but it also mm-hmm. takes an incredible amount of confidence and self-assuredness to be willing to identify, you know, these are my faults or this is what I could be doing better in my business or this is what I could be doing better in my marriage. And Um, you know, I just, I want you to share your journey because I think it will help people realize how qualified you are for this type of work, not only for the like strength building piece, but the mindset piece, because Mm -hmm. you have a pretty phenomenal journey. So tell us about your, your journey of self-discovery, because again, I think that will really inform people, um, who may even want to consult with you virtually, Uh um, just how qualified you are to help lead them on that journey. So my journey started back, um, shoot, maybe almost nine, eight years ago. I don't know. It's been a while. Um, and I kind of just found myself in this place where I was working at a job that, um, that I knew wasn't for me. Um, it wasn't like a career, just a job where I clocked in, made some money. Uh, I was working at a casino um, and I found myself really not happy you know and and I knew there had to be I knew there was something better than than what than what I was the the situation that I was in Um, but I I just kind of felt stuck you know I just felt that uh, when you work in a casino they're open 24 hours a day right Mm -hmm. and um, so I was working shifts like midnight to 8 a.m. or um, 10 p.m. to 2 I mean sorry 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. 4 p.m. to midnight and everything in between you know and weekends, holidays, when, when, every, when everybody else is off, like holidays and all that stuff, the casinos are busy. That's where everybody goes. So you're working, you're missing holidays, all that kind of stuff. And, and like I said, I, just, I knew there just had to be something, another level, something different than what I was doing. And that's kind of when I got into personal development. Um, I got, initially, I got involved in a network marketing business. And one of the one of the leaders from there, you know, recommended that uh, um, something that we'll always kind of remember in my mind is leaders are readers. So I just started reading, <laughs> uh, reading different books, um, which led me to um, YouTube videos. And then I went to my first like actual personal development um, seminar, which was um, 50 hours over four days. Um, Tony Robbins unleashed the power within. Um, if you haven't been, get yourself there. It's so much fun. I'm going next year. Jen, we should go there. Yeah, yeah I have actually discounted tickets, Lisa. 
Oh, Say that nice. Again? I have discounted tickets. I'll talk to you later. Let's yeah. go. Wait, yeah. I want to know. <laughs> yeah, Michael, come join us. I would We're love to. A podcast reunion at Tony uh, Robbins. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. Um, but yeah, it's super, lots of fun, and you really learn a lot about yourself. Um, you learn a lot about um, you know the different patterns that you run um, and how everything in your life that you feel like is holding you back is just a pattern. Um, and once you kind of not only because it's like I said, it's one thing to know it in your head, but it's another thing to actually do it. And right. And it's and part of it is just conditioning yourself um, to 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 just change your habits and to change the things that you consistently do every day in your life. And then that'll get you a new result. Right. Because if you're doing new actions, you're going to get a new result. Um, so I would encourage anyone who feels like they're kind of stuck or in, in some kind of place where they just feel like they're, you know, running. And, and if, if you can kind of catch yourself running that same pattern of whatever the case may be, it's, it's definitely possible to change it. It's just knowing a couple of different strategies. Just to give you kind of an idea, that, that same seminar I've been back to, I think, four times total now. Um, highly, highly recommend. Love it. But um, that was just the beginning of my journey. And once that kind of, it, it really opened my eyes to, to realize whatever's going wrong in my life, I could change it, you know, and it's just because it's just realizing that someone else has been where you've been or someone else has been in a worse situation than where you're at and they figured out a way out and more than likely they've either written a book or done a podcast or there's some kind of something out there because um, something you want to remember is success leaves clues, right? So if it's, it's all you got to do is do what that person did and then get the same result that they got. So it's just kind of, you know, taking the initiative to, to find that person to, or to find whatever resource you're looking for and go for it, you know, and just really, you know, put all, put all the excuses to the side. I mean, if it's something that you're really fed up with then you know, get out there and take care of it and do what you got to do. Um, and, and then that same thing with my relationship, you know, I, I, um, we started having some problems, just a lot of, you know, little arguments here and there. And, um, you know, one thing leads to another where arguments tend to stack up on top of another, you know, and then, and I just knew that, that, that there had to be a better way than that. And I also knew that, you know, a lot of people say relationship is 50, 50, or I would say it's more like 100, 100, you know, you both have to be fully, you know, present in the relationship and take full responsibility for either the success or the the lack of success in the relationship that's when I realized that just just like I said just find someone someone who's you know had the success in that area and um, that's when I stumbled upon uh, her book is celebrating partnership and it just really opened my eyes to vulnerability like you were saying and just really being vulnerable in and um, especially when I first heard that word it really seemed like um to, to be vulnerable, uh, it really seemed like counterintuitive for a man, you know, um, as a masculine male. But like you said, it's more about it's just having Armstrong. the confidence. Alison Armstrong, yes, I just thank you. To have that for our listeners. Okay. Yes, yes, Alison Armstrong, thank you. But yeah, just being vulnerable and just kind of putting your emotions out there and not being scared, um, especially with someone that you love, to to being in that vulnerable place. Because especially women, they can they pick up on that kind of stuff. Um, they know when you're like there and fully present and not holding anything back and just being your full version of yourself. It just comes through on a different level and it really helped change everything for us. Michael. Mm. Okay. This is what men don't realize. Like that <laughs> is so incredibly like 
amazing that you just did like i mean i'm southern i'm like i just want to stop you up with a biscuit honey i love that that's like a southern expression okay i love that and i think that so many men don't realize like the the like the tough guy act or you know from a masculine energy standpoint like the the tough act Mm -hmm. only gets you so far right that's still important and that's still attractive from you know to in general Mm -hmm. but this piece of like being able to be vulnerable as a human um, and really, you know, balance that masculine energy with the feminine energy mm-hmm. of that vulnerability, allowing, receiving, being open, like that's a panty dropper. I probably shouldn't say that. They still have to edit that out. That's amazing. Like <laughs> that is so incredible. And that is so attractive. It's so attractive. Not even masculine, feminine as a human in general. And you talked about being in a relationship, being a hundred, a hundred. That's what makes you a hundred percent a human being who is ready to really be a great part of a great partnership. So I just commend you you. um, for being vulnerable, which actually has led you to become more confident. Exactly. And I would say they kind of go hand in hand because once you kind of put yourself out there and put your emotions on the line and realize just like a lot of other things, um, the fears that are in our head are most of the time never come true. And once you kind of do it the first couple of times and you realize that, Oh, that that's it. <laughs> you know, that that's, that's what I was being uh, scared of this whole time. Then it's mm-hmm. just have more confidence to do it more and more and more. Mm-hmm. Now I don't want to uh, make it sound like I'm perfect or anything. It's definitely a work in progress. But I think it's um, just being aware, like I said, and then if I find myself running that same kind of pattern that I was before, then it's just kind of catching myself and saying, hold on, that's, that's not where I want to go. Reshift, refocus, and re kind of gather my thoughts and um, take, it, take it back in the direction that I want to go in. Yeah, that's good. I think it's I, awesome that you, you take the both energies, so the female energy, the masculine energy, and balancing them. I think that's everybody's responsibility. When you think about so women struggle with being soft or perceived mm-hmm. as soft. And then the moment they try to step in balance on the other side, they're perceived as, you know, bitchy, bossy, whatever word you right. fill in the blank. And then, right, right, and right. then the, the, the men in the world struggle with something similar, right? Like when they're, when they're hard and they're tough, that's awesome. And then, but if they ever experience an emotion, God forbid, then they're, I don't even want to say this word, but you know, they're the P word and it rhymes with, I don't know, squishy. And so it's <laughs> like, that isn't cool, but we both, both genders have that, that challenge to go through and try and figure out the balance. And I think it's just what, it it shouldn't be based on the gender. It should just be based on trying to be a human being and balance both sides of the energy Mm -hmm. so that you're, you know, you're interacting with others a little bit more seamlessly and kind. Exactly. I think what it comes down to is um, really figuring out because um, what I found is that we both have feminine and masculine energies Mm -hmm. um, inside of us, whether you're male or female. Um, we both have both energies inside of us and it's really figuring out deep down in your core, what, what are you more of? Because we're definitely more one than the other. Um, and what, what do we, and, and it's just finding out when do you feel the most yourself? Um, and figuring it's a out, scale, right? It's a, exactly. it's a range and often, yeah. And it, and it goes up and down, um, through different situations. Obviously sometimes we got to be, you know, more masculine and sometimes we got to be more on the feminine side. Um, but it's really not letting one side really take over, especially if that's not who you are at your core, because when, when you do that, then you're not, like I said, you're not really being yourself and it's kind of like you're having to force yourself to, to act a certain way. 
Um, and then it just, it's not holding true to who we are. So then we're not doing the things that we really truly, truly want to do inside of our deepest part of our souls. Yeah. And it's the gorgeous part of being human. Yep. You have both skill sets mm-hmm. and, and like our journey is to figure out how to use them and, and do good. Like the most evolved beings have, I was just talking about this today, the most evolved beings, when you think of it as like an octave, right? I'm a piano player. So I think of like the high end, the low end, right? When you think of the most evolved beings, there's someone who can easily flex and they have a large range. So they can, you know, have that commanding masculine presence when they need to like GSD and get stuff done and be assertive. But they Mm -hmm. also can say, Hey, I screwed up here. I'm, you know, I'm going to be vulnerable and accountable and own that. Maybe I could have done this differently, right. you know, and they're, and they're comfortable in that wide range. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a pity because there's some people to your point where you said, Michael, who are afraid of going to this lower octave, afraid of going to that deeper place. And like you said, when you just went there, it actually wasn't as scary as you thought it was going to be. You're like, Oh, this, I'm just able to like broaden my range. I'm able to expand my scope. Um, so I think that that's brilliant for you to share that, you know, it wasn't as scary as you thought it was going to be. And that's a lot of what people reach out to coaches and counselors and go to, you know, these events for is to figure out like, gosh, how do I get over that hurdle of my fear and be able to access that part of emotion that's going to actually expand my experience as a human. Right. Um, so I wanted to ask, you know, based on this journey you've been on, how has that informed your business? How has that informed how you uh, run your business, how you lead your business, how you serve your clients? Like, how would you say that translates? Um, what do you mean? Can you be? Yeah, no, I was just saying, so this journey that you've been on of self-discovery yeah. and being comfortable with vulnerability and I'm sure, you know, along with that was like admitting, you know, maybe when I'm, you know, doing something wrong or admitting when I don't know how to do something or whatever it may be, it expanded your ability to experience a wider variety of um, emotions, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So how has that informed you in your business? Like, what do you do differently now that you've like gone through that journey and you really have evolved as a human? How has that shifted how you show up in your business and serve your life? Got it. Um, it's really just it make it's really just made me more understanding of people. Coming from that place of understanding, you're able to help somebody a lot better. Something that I've learned is that you're not you're not able to help someone if you're coming from a judging place, you know, because people can really pick up on that. And if they feel like you're judging them um, for their situation, whatever the case may be, then then they're not they're not going to be fully there with you. They're not going to tell you everything that, um, that 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 needs to be said, or they're not going to you know be vulnerable and put themselves out there um, especially if they feel like you're just going to judge them and throw them off as another you know um, oh this guy has this problem or whatever but it's just coming from a place of understanding that everybody's doing the best that they can with the resources that they have Um, and not only knowing that but living it too and just really trying to cut down through all the bs and really figure out exactly what's going on in this person's life and what what do they feel like is holding them back and, you know, showing them that, you know, that's, you know, not necessarily true and getting them to try new things um, and get new results is something that um, has, has been really, you know, groundbreaking for me. Michael, you've said quite a few phrases that indicate that you are NLP trained. Is that true? Uh, um, no, actually, I'm not. I've, I've been, I've, I've 
experienced a lot of NLP, okay. um, but it's yeah, not said that two, I've been specifically you, trained on. I don't have like okay. NLP surgery. Because you said like, like two to three. What are the, the things? What are the things? Tell he us. Said, he said two of two to three of the fourteen uh, NLP presuppositions, and one of them at one point you said stepping into like their world. And then another point, just right now, you said they're they're doing the best they can with the resources they have. That's two. So I went, and then you mentioned Tony Robbins. So I was I yeah. was wondering if you went through it because um, I, I went no. through the NLP. I'm a certified NLP practitioner, and then uh, in July I'm going to go for two weeks to my master my master practitioner class. Oh, well, that's awesome! Which is basically like learning how to do the things that you're going to at the unleashing from the power within with Tony. Exactly. So, so I'm uh, going to get certified in trying to learn that. So when you were saying those things, I was like, Oh, I wonder if he's done it because when you know an element of NLP, which it sounds like you do, uh-huh. I feel like that would just make you, it would like set you apart from other trainers that are in the fitness world because it's all about mindset. And when you can right. talk to people in those terms, like the NLP, there's 14 mm-hmm. presuppositions. I'll share them on a different podcast later. Okay. But a lot of them resonate with you and you're saying it back right now. And I, and I just feel like those things in your business, it gives you like the total package because you're going after them for helping them with their wellness, their strength, and you're not making the results as you know, the, your results are based on the reflection of the mirror. It's like a different motivation. It's, it's like a different level, you know, yeah. and I just, it's really cool to hear somebody put that spin on it. And, and I'm realizing that it's, it wasn't by design, but now that I, I think you should make it even more by design. No, I mean, it's I think it's that such a coming to our podcast yeah. because we're also going to give you our opinion. My <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> well, remember, I have a, I have a wife too, it. so I'm, I'm totally Yeah, so you're used to this. You're <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, no, I mean, I've definitely, um, I'm, like I said, I've never done any NLP specific training, um, but I have done a lot of, um, like, a lot of other courses that I, I'm sure there's some aspects of NLP in them. Yeah. Um, for example, a, a leadership academy that I went to um, and um, different, you know, seminars that I've been to. I'm sure they've had some kind of aspects yeah. of NLP built, in into, built into them. Um, and also my uh, Robin's Madonna's um, coaching training that I went through has certain aspects of NLP in it as well. Um, but what I found is like, um, and this is not only true for the mindset aspect, but as far as the fitness aspect as well, there's a whole bunch of different genres I would say that work you know what I mean Um, and it's kind of picking and choosing different ones and kind of making your own kind of system you know what I mean Um, for example there's um, I do um, in my program we do like a lot of kettlebell training but we also do some barbell training as well Um, we do some yoga training some calisthenics um, and it's just you know picking what I see as the best aspects from those different from those different um you know, uh, um, ways of training and just making one big program that I call my bow fitness. I like it Yeah, like it a lot. Okay. So one more time, we got to wrap it up. Okay. But one more time. Where do we find you? Um, you can find me on Facebook or on Instagram. Um, you can connect with me through there. Um, those are what's your, ha- what are you yeah, what's your handle? What's your handle um, on Instagram? So Instagram is my bow fitness underscore S what's that? M-I-B-O fitness and then underscore S-D-S-W, which stands for San Diego Strength and Wellness. Like it. So that's my Instagram. And then on Facebook, um, I'll follow I believe you my, now. Awesome. <laughs> I'll follow you back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> follow for follow. Um, and then on Facebook, it is uh, facebook.com forward slash fit 
four, the number four, and then life MG from Michael Garza. So fit for life MG on Facebook. Awesome. Cool. And what is the name of the gym that you're usually at? Um, San Diego Strength and Wellness. San Diego Strength and Wellness. Cool. All right. Any but other? I do want to add in, you guys, um, for those of you listening, is that Michael uh, also does um, virtual consultations, so either through Zoom or just via phone. Um, so for anyone who is, you know, feeling like, gosh, I really would want to get some clear direction on fitness goals, but I'm also someone who understands the importance of mindset and how those really mesh together, Michael's your guy. So you can also give him a call, um, find yes. him on Instagram or Facebook, but you can give him a call. Um, and you guys can set up a virtual consultation as Definitely. well. So don't let ge geography keep you from working with such an evolved person. So proud of you. <laughs> You're amazing. Thank you. Michael, it's been awesome talking to you today. Yeah, it's been fun. I had a good time. Um, yeah, thank you for spending got, time. That we got to do this today. Cool. Right, Thank so. you. And I did just want to call out um, as we wrap up the book that you mentioned um, by Allison Armstrong one last time, which had such a positive impact on your life. Uh, celebrating Partnership. Celebrating um, Partnership. It's, it's an audio book. Um, and it's basically just a recording of, she does like uh, relationship seminars that she does. Um, so it's just like an audio recording of um, that seminar. So it's, it's not necessarily like a like a chapter by chapter book. It's more of a, a full yeah. immersion kind of thing. It's actually really, really good. I highly, highly recommend it. Um, and then also for the guys out there, even for the women too, um, Understanding Women by Alison Armstrong as well is, um, is a really good one. Just because like I said, just coming from that place of understanding um, because it, we tend to think like male, uh, guys think that women should be more like guys and women think that guys should be more like women, you know? Um, and it's, and that just doesn't work. And it's just coming from a place of understanding that, um, Oh, this is what they're trying to do. That's that's their that that's what's going on in their mind. This is what this means. Um, it just kind of it just kind of helps um, settle the water, so to speak. And for clarification for this show, regardless of what gender you identify with, we're really talking about masculine energy right, or right. feminine energy. Yeah. And I I know that that's what we mean. I just want to clarify that too with our listeners that you know it really doesn't matter the gender that you are. It's really right. the energy that you resonate with. And so, um, you know, I think these tools, even though they maybe put us in boxes can still be really resonant. Um, if we keep, if we, you know, think about it through the, the energy perspective, um, yeah. which is really key. Yep. Definitely. Good stuff, Michael. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. You guys are Thanks. awesome. Michael, Bye. thank you so much. No Have problem. a good one, Michael. Bye. Bye, Bye guys. Thank you.